What the hell happened to her? Cephalia's eyes widened in the moment when Nyx crossed the threshold. The girl didn't say anything. Her eyes were empty and swollen from the bruises. The shadows under them were making Nyx's face look like deprived of eyeballs at all. She was standing in one place as if she was in the place she had never been in before. She opened her mouth as if she wanted to say something, but then she just decided not to. She shook her head, turned left and went to her room, closing the door behind her. Cephalia's eyes moved from the door to Salas' face. Can you tell me what happened? She asked, completely not amused. I know that I told you that I wanted her alive, but really, you could have taken care of her to get back here in a better state, don't you think? She lowered her voice to his. You are her father. She had gone through the rituals as she was meant to. He shrugged as if he had not seen anything. Nyx leaned on the rough surface of the door and she slid down, covering her face with her hand. She felt all the scabs there. Some of them were already falling out, making her bleed a bit again. She wasn't meant to look like she was mistaken as the pig at the butcher's, Salos. Cephalia wasn't amused. The demon didn't seem to give a damn about that, though. You didn't even bend your finger, did you? She asked, but Nyx didn't hear any response. The demon didn't seem to care about saying anything. She had heard a slap. Nyx blinked several times, not really understanding what happened. Did her mother hit Salos? Why? She felt the unpleasant itching on her back. Reaching her hand and touching the skin made her hiss quietly. The wound was still fresh and wet from the liquids that were seeping from the mark. Nyx was feeling her hands shaking. She felt too weak to move, at least for then. You won't say anything? She heard her mother's voice. Cephalia seemed to get angrier with every word spoken. Nyx was only hoping that Salos wouldn't think about hurting her. She had known that even in the state she was in, she would get out of the room and face him. Then get the fuck out of my house and don't appear anywhere near me ever again. You need me. Salos's intonation was giving her a slight impression that it was actually a threat. She shivered. Her mother was the only person that was supportive that Nyx had. She couldn't lose her. Not anymore, demon, Cephalia hissed. You are no longer welcome in this house. We'll see. He sounded even more threatening and then Nyx heard the door closing behind him. She sighed into her palm, sliding it down her face. She glanced at it, noticing the blood marks. She had to take the scabs with the movement. She set her teeth and then she heard quiet knocking to the door. That had to be her mother. Next, she heard her voice. Even though she needed the hug, she didn't want to say anything. That wasn't the place nor the moment for breakdown. If she'd pretend that she was asleep, everything would be fine. Next day was always supposed to bring something better. Are you asleep? She again didn't reply. Choosing to stay in her own bubble of pain and despise, she was waiting for her mother to just step back. She heard Cephalia's hand sliding down the door and her slight sigh. I am so sorry, Nix, she whispered so quietly that her daughter had a problem with hearing it properly. I didn't know where was he taking you. And yet you allowed him to, Nix thought bitterly, but instead of opening her mouth, she just shook her head and averted her gaze, fixing it on the floor. What was the point in pointing it out? Her mother didn't do anything wrong, and Nix didn't have any reasons not to trust Salos. Her mother was trusting him, at least relatively. Nix had learned that she shouldn't trust anyone. 
I hope we will talk tomorrow. She heard her mother write before she decided to go away. Good night. Nix closed her eyes and covered her face with her hands. A moment after, she felt warm, burning drops running down her face, making her look even worse. She inhaled sharply, trying to stop her back from shivering, but she couldn't. That was too much for her. She didn't know how long was she sitting and just silently crying by her door, provoked tears more and more with thoughts of people in the village and their reactions that were coming back like a boomerang. She knew that they will start treating her even worse because she was looking even more odd than she had already been. The hatred towards Salos was getting its food. Time was passing and she was getting weaker and weaker and eventually she just fell asleep in the same place that she had taken when she sat on the floor after coming back from the ritual that she had never wanted to be a part of. Nyx opened her eyes, feeling pain in her neck and upper back. She set her teeth, trying to stretch even a little, and then she felt the crude surface of the door that her face was touching. Was it possible that she had fallen asleep there? But why? She glanced at her hands and everything clicked in her head, coming back like an avalanche. The scorching pain by her neck, the bloody scabs on her face, the ritual, the humiliation and the obligation to undergo the ride that she didn't want to be a part of. Her mother talking with Salos... She stood up on shaky legs and approached the bowl with water that was usually standing in her room. The liquid seemed fresh, but she had too much experience with this to know better. Her hands plunged into the water, leaving long markings of blood and dirt. A splash of liquid landed on her face, making everything look worse. She looked at her reflection and she closed her eyes. Two dark drifts starting above her eyebrows, going through them and finishing under the old scar that she had since the encounter with the Traveler in the woods two years before. Everything was so easy back then. Maybe she was lost at some point, but having someone like Miss Constance to guide her back into the right path was really helpful. She found the way, the turnips were really profitable, and at this point every merchant in the city had known her. They were buying because she had good crops. They weren't asking about what had happened because of the scar that was crossing her nose. They would start because of that bastard that left marks over her eyes. It was my fault that I allowed him to. She sighed, clenching her fingers on the bowl's edges, lifting up her head and shaking it with disbelief. What was she supposed to do at that point? Would talk with Miss Constance help? Or maybe she would start judging her? and the mark that they branded her with. The Svarga that was mysterious enough for Nyx not to know why was it so important to have this symbol on her back. Was it really necessary? With a heavy sigh, she took off her shirt, standing by the bowl only in her pants. She started cleaning her skin, trying not to fracture the fresh wounds, especially the scabs that were made on her neck with the lymph that hardened there, saving the wound from infection. The desperate attempts of cleaning herself fully were meant to fail, since Nyx was aware that trying to get rid of the scabs would make her bleed again. She was trying to avoid the places where she was feeling the unpleasant pulling, even though it was rather hard to do. After some time, she glanced at the water that turned fully brown. The ground dust from the forest, the dust from the arena and the blood made it change its color completely, and Nyx was afraid to look at herself after she decided she was clean enough not to scare people that much. She knew that a lot of things were invisible under the thick layer of dirt she had on her before. 
But were they not brought out because of the relative cleanness of her skin? With another sigh, she took out her pants and put on a new pair. New shirt was laying on the chair by the window of her room and Nyx just put it on, not really thinking about it. She put on her vest and stood before the door. Should she go out? Would her mother want to talk to her about what happened? How would she react if Nyx told her that she didn't? In the sudden stroke of the bravery, she opened the door and stepped outside. The house seemed to be empty. Well, Shazam was most certainly on his field full of grass, but her mother? Where was Cephalia if she wasn't home? Nyx headed to kitchen, calling her mother. There was absolutely no response. The girl frowned, feeling the wound's pull. What the hell happened? Was that possible that Salas... For goddess sake, no. She prayed in her soul, hoping that what she thought about didn't happen. It was possible, though, that her mother just went outside because of some adornments that she had already managed to embroider and she had to deliver the piece to collect the payment. And Nix had to go look at her turnips. Knowing her father, he probably didn't water the grass properly since he was doing that once every two or three days. She put on her hood and went outside the house, closing the door quietly behind her. The sun was high on the sky, but nothing was stopping Nix to have her face covered. She had already been taken as a weirdo, she wasn't risking anything worse than the things had already been. She started running as soon as she got to the path leading to her father's plantation, hoping that her turnips didn't die. Approaching right away to the wall behind with the veggies were hidden, she sighed with relief. Everything was just fine. Nix carefully looked out of the grass to pinpoint her father and she noticed with satisfaction that he was already stoned enough not to know that someone was around. She took the bucket to fill it with water and take care of the crops. After not that long, she was already done with everything. The last thing she did was to wash her hands in the bucket of water and then she gushed it to the ground among the grass, but not in the place she put her turnips. Too much water could kill them. Not waiting for luck, she checked if she had everything with her so her father wouldn't have any sort of weird sensation that something was wrong and then she went back to her village, getting on the way to the library right away when she reached the crossroads. Weirdly enough, she saw nobody on her way. It was weird, at least for her. Usually the village and its suburbs were bustling with people. Anyway, she actually thought that not bumping at anyone was good. The last couple of meters she ran, and then she plunged under the ground through the hole in the wall, as usual. Heading to the library fast and safely enough not to be seen by the guards was easy and gave Nick some stability in the whole vortex of thoughts that were buzzing in her head. There was something she had control over, and she was doing right. And that was something she had to stick with. Nix, I was worried about you, you haven't come in quite... Oh my lady, what happened? Miss Constance asked as the girl had predicted noticed the difference right away. Miss Constance asked as the girl has predicted noticing the difference right away. The point was, Nix had no idea what to say, not to be forced to tell her that she was who she was. I had a small accident, ma'am, she shrugged, giving the librarian a sign that she wasn't really keen on talking about the details. That was something that had changed through these two years that had passed. Miss Constance learned when not to ask, even though Nick sometimes really wanted her to. Well, not in that particular moment, so she was actually pretty satisfied that the librarian just nodded and even seemingly interested 
she didn't decide to do anything. Are you okay? She asked after a moment that Nix took to approach her. The girl smiled, first time since some time, and she nodded, taking the hood out. Yes, ma'am. And you? Well, I'm fine, as much as you can say that being my age. Oh, you're not that old, ma'am. Do not exaggerate, she chuckled. Can I look for something to read? Of course. You know the way. Help yourself, the librarian nodded with a sad smile, and Nix just walked between the bookshelves. She suspected that Miss Constance was not particularly happy because Nix didn't want to share the reasons for the wounds, but she didn't think it was actually something nice to share. Also, without telling her that she had killed another person and without admitting openly that she was a half-demon because her mother cheated on her father with Salos was... shameful, at least. She looked at the bookshelf trying to find anything to read that would not be too heavy since she didn't feel much like learning at that moment. Something that would distract her, maybe even make her smile, but most certainly not make her focus hard on some subject. She felt that the focus was on her strong suit. She had found some light fiction to read, so she decided to give it a try. Lately, while visiting the library, she was just taking the books and sitting on the floor by the place they were primarily stored. Miss Constance was always helpful and kind, so anytime she needed help with some stuff when she was trying to learn new things, she was sitting by the table. In the moments when she didn't want to be interrupted, she just didn't go back to the open space of the library. The heavy dust got onto her face when she opened the book that seemed not to be used for some solid years. In the moment she was scratching her nose, she heard the door violently opening. Is Shazam's daughter here? The question was quick and almost brute. Nix froze, recognizing the voice. She started praying for Miss Constance not to sell her out. Did something happen? The librarian asked as if she tried to play on time. In that case, that wasn't the best way. The only way out was through the door, because the windows were too high and too heavy to force herself out. She needed the person to leave in order for her to even try to sneak out. We are looking for that little blasphemous spawn, the man said, as if the explanation wasn't even necessary. Nick set her teeth, but she didn't move. Any kind of attempt could be hearable for them. Also, she had a heavy tom on her lap. They would discover her before she would even stand up properly. Is she here? Why are you thinking she might be? Miss Constance was really trying and Nix was grateful for that, but at the same time she was aware that it wouldn't work. She started thinking about any other way out, some sort of plan B. If she couldn't get out, she should at least try to hide. She came as close to the bookshelf as she could. She knew that some of them were way deeper than the books that were stored there. A ton of dust and probably even some cobwebs, but she could try. Looking around, she spotted the shelf high enough to be able to store her. That was it. The only way. Because she was always coming here. The voice was more and more pushy. Nix didn't think that Miss Constance could stand it for too much longer. She put the book on the floor and as careful and gently as she was able to, and with relief, she had to admit that nobody noticed. She started to take books out of the shelf as fast as she could, not to make too much noise and stopping in the moments when there was silence in the air. Caution could save her life. She didn't know why they were there, but at that moment she was sure that if they were looking for her, that meant they didn't want to let her live. Or at least they wanted her in prison. She didn't do anything apart from being an oddity for the whole village, but Nix didn't think that it should be punishable. 
Well, she was, Miss Constance decided to risk and Nick trembled a little bit more time, only a bit. She made enough space for her to fit into the gap between the shelf's border and the books. She slid inside, noticing with relief that she wasn't mistaken and that there was enough space. About the cobwebs, she was right as well, but there were a lot less of them than she expected. The girl started putting the books back on their place, praying for people not to decide to look for her at that moment. And the voice was definitely growing tired of that conversation. Nix put the last book on the shelf and then she froze in her hideout. She did it. She managed. It was just a matter of waiting for the people to get out of the library and she would be free. And what then? Well, she would see. First things first. Your Excellency, I don't think that she would be much of a help, said another voice that Nix didn't recognize that fast. She didn't care. Get out. That was the only thought that was circulating in her brain. What do you propose then? The bishop probably didn't have that much time either. He needed to get the scapegoat, and Nix was the best for that. But why, anyway? We can search their library. She is nowhere to be found. She has to be here. Jesus, no. Nix swallowed hard. The hideout was okay, but she wasn't sure that they won't start taking out all the books. Miss Constance was only one, and she was sure that the bishop came with all of his people that were available. That would be... Probably like a whole village flat. Nix heard only the tapping of the heels when they started going between the shelves. The bishop ordered the librarian to stay where she was and probably stayed with her, so he was sure she wouldn't try anything. The girl took a deep breath and held it when she heard the steps right next to her. Minutes were passing slowly and Nix had the courage to take only three breaths, trying not to make too much noise. At some point she heard the footsteps getting further and further. They passed on searching. They didn't find her. Well, we didn't find her, but rest assured that this building will be now under the surveillance, the bishop said. Nix was wondering what the heck happened, that they were looking for her so much. And was her mother okay? They were about to go outside and Nix exhaled quietly. She wanted to wait for some time and then get out just to be sure no one but Miss Constance would hear her. She heard the creak of the doorknob and then the dust won the fight. Nick sneezed, hitting the back wall of the shelf with her back.